Five, six, seventeen, twenty-nine. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Once Upon a Time After Show. Welcome to Once Upon a Time AfterBuzz Show. This is Jason Parsley, your host for this evening, with two co-hosts. Two co-hosts. Mike Rothman from Hollywood.com here. And for the second week in a row, a very special co-host, Lisa Lucas, former child actress from The House Without a Christmas Tree. Do you get like some kind of like rights for, uh, you know, what is it when you get uh, commission for being my agent? Well, I like to promote my co-hosts. So tonight's show, Whatever happened to Frederick? overall um, thoughts here? Disappointing. I would be disappointed if it was two months ago, but starting to mature and realize every show can't have action, so these are the ones that tie together that aren't action. I think Griff, it, this is a little bit of fill-in and background for those who might not have been keeping track of what's going on. It was a little bit slow. I thought a little bit of repetitive stuff going on when he meets Red in the field, and he says he's going to look for Snow White. We've seen that exact scene before. I wasn't as disappointed as some of the other um, Snow Charming episodes. I thought, you know, in the fairytale world, we didn't see really Snow White at all, in, um, except in, as an illusion. But um, in the real world, we did. But it, you're right, it was a slower episode. Um, but it, it did add some depth and um, layers to Catherine slash Abigail's character. And there's going to be a letdown after last week when we saw the the Rumpelstiltskin episode and... That tension between him and the Queen, there's going to be a little bit of a letdown. There was and, and less excitement. Just, <laughs> and just as a recap, Lisa, do you want to recap um, what Mike is talking about? Oh, last week, Mike got so excited. I thought it was going to be a Tom Cruise moment on Oprah. I thought he was going to jump over the couch when, <laughs> when there was the big reveal about Mr. Gold. Yes, it was, it was a letdown that we saw nothing of Mr. Gold. So after that big reveal last week, there was no Mr. Gold. I feel empty, but let, let's oh, t- let's tell let's tell the viewers let's tell the viewers. Obviously, it, this episode was whatever happened to Frederick, and the, the whole episode was about Prince Charming and Snow White's um, relationship. We continue to see in the fairy tale world, Prince Charming um, left Abigail, the Princess Abigail, and tries to find Snow White. Uh, turns out though that turns out though that Princess Abigail isn't in love with Prince Charming, just as Prince Charming is not in love with Abigail. The first time we met Abigail, she came off as quite as the snotty, snooty bitch. This episode showed her in a much more um, favorable light, I would say, gave her a little bit more depth. She had a heart, and she's in love with a man named Frederick. It shows that Frederick was turned to gold by King Midas, as no, 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 not by King Midas, by this, the curse that was set upon King Midas, that anybody who saved themselves for King Midas would be turned to gold. Yes, yes. Sorry. Thank you, Lisa. And so anyway, he, and we see him. He's a statue of gold, and um, Prince Charming asks Abigail if she had tried to kiss him. Until her lips bled. And she said, until her lips bled. So apparently, true love's kiss doesn't break every curse, as we 
um, were told was told the last episode. Um, in the real world, we see Prince Charming as David leaves Catherine um, for Mary Margaret, but but of course uh, there was always a catch. Yeah, we'll get into this more. With- she, she doesn't um, tell, or David doesn't tell Catherine the truth. Tries to save her feelings. Instead, the entire town finds out about um, Mary's. A little hussy that she is. Yeah, a little right, hussy. But, but thanks to whom? Regina. Thanks to the mayor who reveals to Catherine the truth about um, David and Mary's relationship um, because she has, she just happens to have pictures. But she also embellished it. She said they were having an affair and they were not. Yeah, she, she claimed they were having an affair. Well, we're going to get into this, but is an affair kissing? Can we call an affair really? kissing? You know, a couple well, of pictures of them on the street. Being kissing, being intimate. I mean... I mean, um, they were definitely had an emotional affair. Did they have a physical one? An Not affair quite of yet. love. They had an emotional affair. affair of the heart. So really, that was the whole episode. And then um, in fairy tale land, Prince Charming does uh, break the curse, um, the gold statue curse, by going to a lake, meeting the lady in the lake who, Lake Nostos, uh, who has a siren that tries to... No, she's not the siren. She's, she's a, the lady of the lake. But he called her a siren. Well, that's, he believed that she's a siren. There are, peop, are women that seduce men and they're actually out for terror. Yeah. And, to, and oh. she's, trying to, she's trying to seduce him to kill him and he doesn't fall for it and she turns into Snow White to try to seduce him, seduce him even further and he still doesn't fall for it and then he kills her. And, and she said you were the, he was the first one to resist her urges? Yeah, he was the first one. So he takes the water back, breaks the curse, it reveals that Frederick um, is actually a teenager. No, no, I actually, know, now that I think about it, maybe he wasn't a teenager, maybe he was a teacher. No, we just, no that, he, was he had that he had that snotty kind of when she bumped into him. Oh, excuse you. It wasn't like oh. No, Mike, damn. Mike called it right away as soon as they bumped into one another. And when Catherine was coming to to give Mary Margaret a piece of her mind, she bumped into a student in the hallway, and it was Frederick. Yeah. And remember that, that that he's supposedly been frozen in gold for about yeah. ten years, probably. You know, around there, so it hasn't been like a month. Oh, that's true. He hasn't like, aged. He was to be. Yeah, that's right. exactly. That's true. Right. That's right. He hasn't aged. We'll see. We'll see what happens with that down the road. Yeah. Um, not on the show, obviously, but that's going to be a tough one. Like so, Bo Derek. Yeah. Well, he he could be eighteen years old. He could still she's, be she's be like senior. Yeah, she's like twenty. Yeah, that's no big deal. Okay. Happens Demi Moore, Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. Yeah. How did that work out? Yeah. <laughs> well, how do most how do most Hollywood? Going to be in rehab in a second. How do most Hollywood couples work week, out? She'll be in rehab. ABC's texting me right now. They want a spinoff show on the <laughs> Abigail and Frederick show. Catherine in rehab. Um, so the the conclusion of the episode sees once again Mary and David don't get together this time because Mary's pissed off that he um, did not tell Catherine the truth and so she decides that they're just not meant to be together and they should stay apart Catherine decides that she needs a fresh start in Boston so she's going to law school she writes uh, David and Mary a letter saying you know what you guys belong together go for it you have my blessing Regina, Regina finds out she's not happy. She goes and goes into the house, steals the letter, and burns it at the end. And the end of the episode, we see that um, Catherine's car is pulled over right next to the Storybrooke sign as they're leaving the city. She's mysteriously disappeared. 
And actually, someone called it while we were watching it, even beforehand. Yeah, Lisa called it that she was going to mysteriously disappear and someone was going to be blamed for her death, Mary. And, um, well, it's a perfect plan for Regina. Yeah. Know, like David or, or Mary Margaret's going to be um, accused of it. And so and guess who, it worked out good no matter what. And guess who Frederick, or guess who finds Catherine at the end? Frederick, Frederick. finds the empty car. What's the high schooler doing out in the middle of the night at well, a random stop is what I want to know. I well, what's interesting at home. too is, remember, no one can leave Storybrooke. Yeah, why was he heading so that So why was Storybrooke? he even heading that It's way. a little weird that it always happens at the science as you're leaving Storybrooke. There's always a car crash or a wolf or I know it has to be that way. But it's just funny. At, it's called TV. Yeah. <laughs> wait, that's not. Wait, this isn't a documentary. <laughs> Very confused. Uh, so that is that concludes our summary portion. Um, Mike is going to tell us a little bit about the history of King Midas. Can I do the hidden eggs first? Oh, sure. Some hidden eggs first. Your after Bud Bud's hidden eggs of the week. Um, you like an egg cracking and frying in a frying pan. So. If you do some research in between the weeks, you will find some really cool hidden eggs that other people might find, we might find. Uh, so it's, it's worth it to kind of look around after each episode. So from last week, someone brought up that was really, really cool that I never thought about was if Emma's 28 years old, and she, that means she was brought over, and this could be a complete coinkydink, but with the writers of Lost, I doubt it. If she was brought over 28 years ago, she was brought over in 1984 from the fantasy world, like George Orwell, which is kind of cool. You guys might not think it's cool, but I do. Stretch, bing! Uh, hey, I'm taking stretches here. It's fine. I'm doing some yoga. So, <laughs> doing someone also brought up that if you watched episode last week, there was Mickey's sorcerer's hat in the background. We missed that, I think, uh, at Mr. Gold's place. And we saw, oh, the florist company with the, uh, the roses was Game of Thorns, obviously a play on Game of Thrones. And finally, Dark Star Pharmacy was a tribute to Grateful Dead. Okay, what does it have to do with anything? Just a little hidden, hidden eggs. They, they love making tributes, whether it has to do with Grimms or not. I okay, think it's interesting to call out. That. What about Wait, Game of Game of Thorns. Game of Thorns. Thorns was the florist company last week. Oh, okay. So tonight, the one that we were discussing... We were looking, yeah, we found... To August W. Boot, Wayne Booth, who we, is yeah, we, the mysterious motorcycle man... The Stranger. The Stranger's name is... We think there might be a connection with... There might be a connection with Grimm... And his, Booth. That, and Booth, um, James Wilkes Booth. We found, like, a, I think it was a Grimm blog spot. And, they connected him somehow. And they, yeah, there was some connection somehow. I mean, again, this could be some just complete... Lincoln was killed in April, not August, so that's not it. Yeah. Booth, assassin, who knows? I, I immediately came to my mind anyway. Was assassin. There's got to be some he kind of, yeah. Three names. It seems like every assassin that I've ever heard of in my lifetime has had three names. So his Lee name Harvey Oswald. Uh, right. August Wayne Booth, and he happens to have the name Booth as well in addition to that. So to me, it's just like he's, in any case, it gave me a bad feeling about the guy. He's an assassin or he's something. Oh, it's torn it's because we'll get into him more late in a second with the talking points. But I, I got the vibe that he was definitely a grim when he was putting the book together. Because obviously he, he said he's a writer. And I think I'm guessing he added some more pages in there. But maybe Don't I'm stretching there. Soak the pages in water um, to restore them after the, you know, he was soaking them in bins of water like a photographer would be and water seems to have been the um, flowing theme yeah. oh. of this episode. I have to go to the bathroom for a second. I'll be right back. <laughs> yes, it was all about water. Water. So, uh, do you want me to get into history really yeah. quick? 
So Midas, really quick, guys. I'm not going to put you guys to sleep like in like a college class or anything. But this one comes from Greek mythology. And really quick, Midas was granted the touch from Di- Dionysus yep. after taking pity on an old man in his kingdom. He was given one wish, and he wished to have the touch to turn anything he touched into gold. Make a long story short, he ended up turning his daughter to gold, food to gold. He turned his bed to gold, his sheets to gold. And finally, because of his, I think he had munificent behavior, he was very generous, Dionysus came back and took back the curse, or not, well, we call it a curse, but took back the gift and made everything the way it was. That's pretty much the gist of it, the, one of the originals. I'm sure there's a lot of different plays on it, but that was pretty much it. Now, Frederick was jumped in this week, and there's not a lot. I don't think he comes from the original. He uh, was probably added in as Abigail's, we saw Abigail's love interest. So that's pretty much the history. Nothing too crazy, nothing too that deviated from the story. What about Lady of the Lake? I was gonna let you take that one because you were you were very up on the Lady of the Lake. No, I was. I'm into the Lady of the Lake. Okay. Having been a Camelot um, Showtime fan uh, in the series about King uh, about King Arthur, I mean King Arthur is. There's still questions about whether King Arthur actually existed or not. Um, there are references to him, but they're very old, and there's nothing. There's not accurate documentation about that period of time. However, during that time, there were several writers and literary figures um, in the 1400s, I think it was, that inserted characters into the Camelot story that did not exist in real life. Even, even if, any, if any did exist, these certainly didn't. And one of them was um, the Lady of the Lake and the Avalon. Um, and there are different takes on her. I mean, she's been portrayed in many different shows and series. Um, Miranda Richardson played her brilliantly at one point in some series. I forget which one. But um, she was evil at times and then also very helpful to Arthur at times and she was really in with Merlin. She and Merlin was another fictional character from that perhaps fictional period. Yeah, we don't know for sure he could have been real. Well, we don't know about Arthur, so it's hard to judge every character connected to Arthur. So Wasn't the mid-2000s Clive Owen movie like the one they said was most close to the actual tale? I don't know. I remember, remember seeing it, and I remember people, get, people got very uproar about it because, first of all, it had Lancelot die. It had Arthur and, and Lancelot the same age. Apparently, Lancelot did not exist. Oh, okay. So it had Lancelot with his friend, and it was just, I guess they were all pretty much cast into servitude. At a young age, in that, in Guinevere did not exist. Apparently, yeah. Lancelot did not exist. These are people that were added through the years yeah. by by people embellishing the story of King Arthur. King Arthur might have been a king at one point, but for a short time, and then they glorify people were glorifying mm-hmm. the story and embellishing it as time went on. Are we sure that even that this Lady of the Lake was the same one that was in King Arthur? Yeah, the no Excalibur. Well, well Vivian, yeah, and and, and I, like she was right that. And she's definitely with Merlin. Some stories have her learning from Merlin. She can transform like herself into anything, and that's what. If you saw the series last year on on uh, Showtime about called Camelot, which was about King Arthur and his sister was was Lady of the Lake actually, and I mean, she, she, was, she transformed Vivian, Vivian, herself into 
to many different people to get by and to camouflage herself and to seduce people. And yeah. she could become anyone, just like in this episode when she becomes Queen um, Snow White. Yeah, some of the tales have her trapping Merlin at some point uh, mm-hmm. and kind of taking over. So it, we, we don't, we don't, obviously. There's multiple, so many, yeah. It's open to so much interpretation, this yeah. particular um, story or tale, um, fictional or not. But. Okay. So let's get to the juiciness of the episode. I know Jason, take it away with the home wrecking. You, 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 you want this is, this is your uh, category. Well, it's not very juicy, but I, I thought it was interesting. Um, the part where uh, Catherine um, basically attacks Regina and says, "You know, how could you not tell me about this? How could you know about this affair and not tell me?" And I thought, you know, if, if your best friend um, or even a good friend or... Are they best friends, though? They're not no. best friends. Yeah. That's the whole point. They're good... Well... No, they're not. Supposedly good friends. She says, you're not my friend. No friend would do this to Well, me. yes, but she says it after learning, but then at the end of the episode, she comes back and says, you are my friend. You yeah, are I, my I friend. know you would never do anything to hurt right. me, even but though she would cut off her head. That's to, why this episode was so disappointing to me, because it made no sense. But that's my question, is that, Lisa, if your friend, um, you saw them have an affair like that, would you tell? Absolutely. <laughs> no question about it. No hesitation. No hesitation. Because if you saw my husband cheating on me, would you tell me? Absolutely not. What? Really? You would get involved? You're my best friend. <laughs> but getting involved in, in someone else's you, relationship you is saw, already... Okay. If you saw my husband, not my real ex-husband, but <laughs> a nice ex-husband. <laughs> a nice ex-husband. <laughs> who I, who I yeah. might have been happy with. Have you had a nice ex-husband? No. No, <laughs> yes, I have. Um, if you Wait. saw my, my husband or Mike's girlfriend. I was going to ask, yeah, if you saw, you saw, you saw you my girlfriend tell, with another guy. You would you tell him or me? Well, yes or no? Would you come on After Buzz with an exclusive yeah. and say, right. I would, like, I, I have something I, to tell you? Yeah, I probably right. would come you on and say, I, I probably would come on and say, you know what, I, Mike, you I saw would, your girlfriend at, reading, I you saw your do. girlfriend at City Furniture kissing somebody. Right, you know, I would totally do that. Why well, City Furniture, by the way? <laughs> let's put it this a different way. If if we saw your other half making out with someone God, else, that would, be tough. Would, would you think Mike and I should tell you? It depends if it was a girl or guy. If we, wait, if your other <laughs> half was, if your other half was, who we would get out with, it was the girl. Okay, guy. so Jason's gay, so we're just going to be open about that. If we saw your boy, I'm not, I think we've, about been, it. Yeah, I think we've we, been open since day one. I haven't been here, sorry. I didn't know what was as close. I was being discreet. He's the, he's the queen Lap, of the show. Slap my hand for discretion. Okay, didn't know, sorry. Okay, if we saw your boyfriend making out with another guy, would you expect us to come to you? No, not necessarily. <laughs> if it and then the, when you found out about it, and you found out that we knew about it, would you not be angry that we didn't come yeah, and I tell you? Angry at you? Well, then you're, that's a double-edged sword. I, I just want to put on the record, if it was a girl, I would pull a Barney Stinson from How I Met Your Mother, high-five him, and say, wingman, let's go. <laughs> you know, I, you know um, my mother once told me that this situation happened to her, and um, she found out that one of the, the, I think the guy was cheating on the girl, so she involved herself. She told the girl, got involved in the relationship, Damn straight. Well, wait a minute. Then they both stopped talking to her. 
So she lost both of both of them as friends. My mom, and she said, "You know what? I'm not getting involved in people's relationships anymore." My mom told me life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're gonna get. Get out of here. (laughs) So I think you got to be careful. Get you got to be careful because you don't know what you don't know what you're getting yourself into when you get involved. Now, if it's obviously your very best friend, why did you even open up this subject? Um. Because I thought it was an interesting question. Because okay, should this Regina have nothing to do with the episode? <laughs> yes, it's a moral no. dilemma. Yeah, anyway. but they weren't friends, so. August Booth. The other um, question about, was um, Regina and Henry. You know, I um, I think their relationship is is um, interesting because does she really care for him, or is she is he is he just a no. plug? No. Seriously? I think she absolutely does. It's co- total control and power. No, I, I don't think do so at all. I, woman doesn't know how to love anything. Next week on After Buzz, Mike Rolfman takes over for Jason Parsley on Once Upon really? a Time. I think you're wrong. She cannot she love. love. She cannot love. What do you mean? She loved she someone. She killed the huntsman, for God's sakes. She loved someone in the fairy tale land. She did love. She Once. does have. She has, heart is She does have a heart. Look, she we had know a that. Heart. Look, I, had a heart. I definitely think she's looking for love. She's trying to fill that void. Wait, wait, wait. No, I agree with you. She's but in this situation, no, no. It, well, yeah. But in this situation, well, no, because there's there's moments where she wait, wait, looks all revenge for who? Face. What? What? Having she has Henry, no white soul, her only love, and she's closed for love from now on. She's hard but as what, a rock. But what does Henry <laughs> have to do with her plan? That's a rock. It's what? okay. Back at Emma. No, but she had Henry long before she even knew about Emma. It's a pawn in her. It's all pawn. What? what then control. tell me what her game is. It's all about control and power. It's controlling someone. There's relationships where you're not really loving the person. Uh, I, I mean, that's a, it's a it, Look, it's a gray area. It's a very fine line, but I think she loves him in her way. Her way is to control him. So if you want to join together on a bridge on that one... But it's not like love where she she's not she's not maybe it's not your definition of love, but it's her definition of love, which is pretty pretty screwed up. But well, and your maybe you think so. No, my own father has taken in my ex husband and his new wife, and he thinks. (laughs) And I'll tell you something: that is not love. That's control. He's trying to control me and manipulate me by doing something evil. So I do understand what's going on here. <laughs> so, so you understand Regina and Henry? Absolutely. And I, li- I, I, I related to a Regina. But, but, I, but I think that um, Henry, being eight years old, remember, she adopted this boy as a child. She didn't even know who he was. Mr. Gold gave her Henry. So we, we never talked about this. How ironic is that, that Mr. Gold, obviously Rumpelstiltskin, is... He lost his son. He's the, the and ultimate. He everyone the firstborn. He well, well he, no, he wants the firstborn. He, first he gave one away in the real world. Like, there's kind of like an ironic twist That's his there. Well, That's we, why he's well, but, but here's the question: killed. Is that Mr. Gold? I think Rumpel knows who Henry, Emma, the whole relationship. Well, we wife. found that out last night. Yeah, well, last week. Does Regina know that Emma is Mary um, Snow White's um, no daughter? I don't think so. Don't forget, she, in the very beginning, she was put into the armoire, into the closet, as the only one that could be saved and go into the real world to get out of the before the curse came on to yes. the Yes, yes, we know that. World. That's what I'm saying. Does, does how much does Regina they know in the closet of and Emma? She was gone, so they know the baby was gone. The reason I love this so much is I think bottom line in the end, and this is, could be four or five years down the road, who knows how long the show goes on, I think Regina is Mr. Goldpawn, and I think he's going to bitch slap her with a, with a nice little ending. Well, unless she thinks she's in control, she's not in control. He's the curse. He's the one who created the curse. 
She's his pawn, and he's gonna get and revenge at the end. Well, Regina got the um, Regina got the baby. Maybe, does Regina maybe think Henry is actually Snow White's baby? I just had like a brain fart, so I don't. No, know that maybe do. she knows that Emma was the true mother. Well, of not Henry. Emma. But no, but she maybe thinks- she knows that this is how she's gonna control Emma by having her son. Maybe she knows that Emma is Snow White's daughter in the real world, and that that's how she's controlling Emma. Or by maybe getting she Emma doesn't to know, and Mr. Gold's play was to bring Emma in that way. Maybe so. I, that sounds more like it. Get me a kid. I got you a kid. Oh, and guess what? And it happens to be Snow White's daughter. Well, but, but we'll think about this. Snow Sorry about, about dropping F-bomb there. But think about this. Obviously, the boy's name is what? Henry. Henry. And who is Henry. Her father. Her father. Regina's father. Her father, she cut his heart out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so she has a heart. She named the yeah, boy. Her, her father's heart. He has her father's heart. What are you covering up with? She doesn't, have a, 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 she doesn't have an intangible heart. Look at me, yeah. Regina, no heart. Regina, no heart. You just love her. I do love you her. Do, you're I gay. love her. I love because you're gay. I love her. Yeah. Oh, we didn't talk about the best part of the. We're still going to get, still gonna get like, the, the community against us now. No, I'm I love Regina. I love evil bitchy queens. I'm sorry. Okay, that's what I'm hey, saying. You are an evil bitchy queen. Well, there you go. That's what I meant by that comment. Excuse me if I offended anyone. Okay, Mike, what's your next talking point? I think that we just covered it. <laughs> anything else to uh, anything else you got on on the slate? I know you always like to do the favorite moments of the episode. Yeah, what was your favorite moment? Wow. Uh, hmm. Yeah, it was kind of dry. I'm trying. I'm trying what? to scrape together one. I think when I realized that the high school kid who bumped into her, yeah. That was Mike's favorite moment because I can I sit next to him during the show, so I know when he he gets a little bit a jitter. He gets excited. His his hand trembles. Well, I all right. Oh yeah, snap. My talent is I'm creative and I look big picture. So when I see little details, because I don't often see them, I miss them all the time. I get happy. He got very excited when we saw a little piece of artwork behind one of the characters as we were going down the street. He's like, there's something hidden in every piece of art on the wall. Look closely. It looks like Hansel. Well, we did have to rewind it. I thought it was Pinocchio. But my favorite moment was when Catherine slapped Mary. Bitch slapped her, you little queen, right in the middle of the high school. Right in the middle of high school, everyone stopped and stared and was like, "Shh." And my Loved favorite it. moment was the really cheesy moment when they showed the used red spray paint can in the drawer yeah. when Regina pulls out the letter to burn it. It's like, oh, I wonder who wrote "Tramp" on the car. <laughs> I didn't even see it. I missed that. <laughs> the, we, I think we missed like a little thing. I did, I did see the can, but I didn't really, I didn't connect it at that no, moment. Use red paint. I get that. I'm always thinking like, what's bigger picture? What, how does this part or this person relate to the bigger picture? So I've never like zoomed in, focused on the little background portions, which I know our fans have gotten annoyed about. But I mean, we have an hour to watch this show, come up with notes, be creative, do our research, and then go on air. Well, no, well I think, I think like, a lot of times people... I try to. Well, sometimes people don't realize is that we're doing the show 15 minutes after it ends, where you can, a lot of times people might download the podcast three or four days later, and they <laughs> think that we've, you know, researched it we for days. It yeah, but actually it was like 15 minutes afterwards. That's why I'm always looking big picture, and I'm always trying to think... What what will come of this? What will come of this aspect? That so kind of let's thing. think about next. What's going to happen now? Now we're going to. Well, we got, got predictions. After um, the commercial break, oh. we'll get to news, and then after that, we'll get to predictions. So, commercial break. 
After Buzz TV. Hi, I was once like you, a lazy, angry loner whose only joy was watching TV and surfing the net. And like you, after I'd see one of my favorite TV shows, I'd be so excited and have so many questions that I'd actually have to talk to my douchebag coworkers about it at the water cooler. Then I discovered AfterBuzzTV.com. AfterBuzz TV produces after-show webcasts and after podcasts for TV Jason series of all kinds, like post-game wrap-up uh, shows for all your favorite TV shows. AfterBuzz TV hosts are industry insiders who break down episodes of shows, take calls from fans, and interview cast and crew from each series. With over 60 different after-shows, from Boardwalk Empire to American Idol to Vampire Diaries to Real Housewives and more. Now, after a night of TV, I can ignore my stupid co-workers, who I hate, and go straight to my desk and watch or listen to all my favorite AfterBuzz TV aftershows and have all the TV fan interaction I need. Thank you, AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz TV. What do you want to buzz about? All right, I've commandeered the microphone with uh, the antics going on in the background between Jason and Lisa. And I'm going to bring you the AfterBuzz news and gossip for once upon a time. So one of Jason's favorite websites, examiner.com, always gets the scoop. AfterBuzz TV News. All right, that's new. Caught me off guard. But uh, examiner.com always gets the scoop and the photos weeks in advance. They're just uh, really good about that for once upon a time. Examiner? Seriously? I know. I'm kidding. Oh. If you guys don't know the background, Jason uh, is one of the best investigative journalists around, and he uh, off story short, pretty much cracked down on a fake story that was up on that website uh, a while back about Britney Spears, and uh, was thanked in many different publications. A little shout out to Jason Parsley there. So, getting back to Examiner, this was good stuff, though. We had a lot of spoilers for week 14 and 15, which is the next two weeks coming up. Cool news, Bella's coming back in March 4th, and she's going to be hanging with the Seven Dwarfs. And there was pictures of it, which is kind of cool. Which I, and Jason's laughing, but I think that's kind of cool. And in Did she fi- hook up with one of the Dwarfs? She's kind of short, maybe. She went for Rumpelstiltskin, I mean, so anything's possible. So, true. 15, we see, what do we see? Oh, uh, Red Riding Hood background. Which is cool. I know Meredith, our long lost colleague, who she crashed in Oceanic Flight 823, and we're we're missing her. And she uh, she quits the diner. I'm and sure she'll be back for that episode, though. She'll be back. She's on the island. It's okay. Emma hires her as an assistant, and we know Catherine's still missing. And we get a little bit of a background into her. Skip forward a couple more episodes. This examiner's just coming with the the fire. Episode 18, Barbara Hershey was just hired on from Beaches and from Black Swan, and Lisa is cringing. Not a fan? Not a fan, except those lips. The first one who did the bee sting, it's just, you know, she created the trend. Wait, who are you talking about? Barbara Hershey. You never, he doesn't even know who she is. Who, which, Barbara uh, who is Hershey she? from Beaches with that Midler. Is she the one that died? Yes. Okay, I do know who she okay. is. Okay, she was the first one that ever did injections in her lips in Hollywood and she took so much heat for it I mean it was 
it was bad. And of course, they learned to do it better since she first had her procedure. <laughs> but um, she still bears the scars literally and emotionally, I think, from doing that and uh, coming out with these puffy, beasting lips, as they started to call them after she came out. Did they did they take them out because or they it wears off? Oh, okay. They did no. Unfortunately, um, an old and not current friend of mine, Melanie Griffith, started doing that to her upper lip, and unfortunately now she can't stop because what's happened is the collagen that she's have injected into her upper lip um, has stretched the skin of her upper lip so that if she doesn't continue to fill it, the skin on her lip will sag, and there's no way you can um, correct that surgically. So she just must continue to fill it. That sounds delicious. Sure Antonio loves that. So, Barbara Hershey, back to her role in the show. We went on a tangent there. I like it, though. From Beaches, uh, a favorite movie of mine growing up. Just kidding. Oh, it is a favorite one of my favorite movies. It's so... It's awesome. Well, you are the wind beneath my wing. Always. Lisa, did you like the movie? I love the movie. Mike, you didn't like it? Are you, are you sarcastic? I, I just can't be. Yeah, I can't be honest about it. But yeah, I, I watched a couple you thousand. Cried. Come on, you cried. There was no crying. There was no crying. Cried. I cried. I endearment. I absolutely cried, cried in beaches of endearment. Never in terms of endearment. Oh yeah, Mike is a lot more sensitive than he likes to like to come across no. as. I did see the vow by myself last night. You know, when Channing Tatum comes on screen, I just get a little tear of joy and. <laughs> I just—it's very sad. I'm always Jason. I will always find you, no matter what comes between us. <laughs> so back to Barbara Hershey. So she has been signed on to play the evil queen's mother in episode 18, and it's—it's it's called. Now here we can riff about this. It's called Stable Boy. Do you think? Do you think that has something to do with either the queen, maybe? She was hooking up with the stable boy. I'm, maybe I'm reaching here, but I mean, it just sounds like it's. Frederick. Well, no, oh, Frederick is, is. Well, it's got to be someone that has related to the queen or the queen's mother. So it, you know, episode eighteen, stable boy. What? Well, could, remember, yeah, the queen is a totally different kingdom than King Midas. Yeah, yeah. I got it. I got it. That's who she was really in love with. That's who Snow White took away from her. That's what, well, that's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I, stable boy? I, I was saying maybe she's, yeah, maybe she was in love with the stable boy cheating on the father. How do we even know it was a boy that she was in love it with? It could be the mother was it cheating. It could be a woman. I don't stable boy? Wait, what? No, no, I'm saying she could have been in love with a woman. And it's forbidden in the fairy tale land. Is it? Okay. All right, that's even more of a reach. But the queen is a lesbian. You just you would love that. That's why that's why you're saying that because you would love it that much more. Exactly. Oh jeez. You didn't. You, hey, you didn't see that coming, did you? No. That's a, you. You ruined your. You wasted your prediction. That would have been a great prediction. The queen's a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, so. So all right, that that's the one that intrigues me the most. We we have you know a couple episodes coming up. We have a little bit of information on all of them, and Stable Boy could be the key to unlock maybe week 18's the season finale, and we'll find out what true love was taken away from the Queen. Is that the finale? I mean, I'm just I mean, eventually it's got to come up. Event. It's been the season's been going on for well, how many episodes are there? Twenty three. I don't, I don't know. You're the you're you're the TV by numbers guy. I'm just like kind of the creative analytical guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was a that was a good that was a good that was a, I, I totally that was a good BS right there. Yeah. So, 
Any uh, anything to add about uh, Stable Boy? Since Jason, by the way, Jason has his shirt off right now, which is not after both attire. I'm kidding. No, he's not. Right. <laughs> I don't know what that was. That was great. Dude, this guy's awesome. So, do we want to head into? We're gonna head into predictions. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. Jason Parsley. So. What do you think, buddy? Well, I think you already gave my away my prediction. The queen, the queen is a lesbian. <laughs> Simple as that. Okay, mine is that Regina is going to set up Mary, Mary Margaret and David for the fall of her killing off of uh, Catherine because she's setting them up because she does not want them to be together no matter what. So she's going to have to do something, and instead of actually getting the joy, although Catherine's missing from the car right now, apparently I'm assuming that she's going to be found dead or just missing. I don't think she's dead, just like Belle, I think she probably locked her up somewhere. She's either in the mental institution with um, With one who flew over at the cuckoo's nest or she has amnesia. She might have amnesia because wouldn't that be ironic? Her husband had amnesia now she has amnesia and so now he has to come back and take care of her when they, she's found. My question is, I don't, the, Regina can't really put curses on people in the real world. She can only do bad things like mess with her brakes. She's in there. She's a, she's a mortal in this world. So she has no power spell. Does she? Because she, she, she took the heart of the, the huntsman and killed him. But that was, a, uh, that was a physical, real thing that she did. She didn't do any spells. We have never seen, have we ever seen Regina do anything concocted? Any spells or any kind of magic or anything? No, neither, no, no or Mr. Gold. World. Anyone. Have we seen anyone in the real world do any spells? No. Because she's a lesbian. She can't do spells. <laughs> According I'm to Jason. Saying, I'm serious. So all she can do is <laughs> technically mess with her breaks or do something physically to harm her. She can't actually put a spell on anybody in the real world. Well, that we know of. We'll, we'll see. So so far, I have not witnessed any spells in the real world. I think it's a continuation of the fantasy world. Well, she I, can't do new spells. I think the right. storybook is a, the storybook itself is a spell. I mean, obviously, none of the storybook people can leave. So it is, in a way, the whole thing Perhaps is a spell. Perhaps not even her curse that's keeping her from leaving Catherine. It's someone. It's the storybook curse that came with the, with Mister with Rumpelstiltskin. It's the dark curse that. That's why they can't leave. So it's not really Regina's curse. It's the dark curse that keeps right. them in storybook. Who messed with her break? Okay. My prediction: I think Henry's going to get hurt very severely, Ooh. which could be a cliffhanger for the end of the season. And I think Emma's going to have to save him, which means that's how they'll get reunited. He and I think something, something. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, that's good. I Ooh. played someone in a TV movie <laughs> called The Perfect Match with Colleen Dewhurst and Charles Durning. And Wait, I, I, I never heard about adopted. this movie. I was adopted, and my Colleen Dewhurst and Charles Durning were my parents, and they had to tell me I was adopted because my birth mother, Linda Kelsey, found me, or her boyfriend found me, and she needed a, a bone marrow trans- <laughs> transfusion in order to, to make her live. So they had to tell me I was adopted, and I got very upset, and I ran away in the streets of Hollywood. With my best friend who played my best friend in House of the Christmas Tree when I was 12. Alexis? 
Alexa. Yes. That was the last time I saw her. So guys, go check that out. Keyword, what's the, what's the name again? A Perfect Match. Keyword, A Perfect Match. And uh, that seems like that's our show for the week. See you guys next week. Bye. Goodbye. From producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer DJ Jesse Janity, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have questions or comments, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com. And you can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter by searching for AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.